ओम ज्ञान ज्ञानंजन समाकर one devotee came forward to offer Guru Puja and Prabhupada said, why is he offering? Prabhupada said, there are so many sannyasis present, why is a junior man offering? So Prabhupada wanted to maintain some hierarchy also. Generally, uh, in the t- if there's uh, Brahman-initiated devotees present, they should do it. If not, first-initiated devotees should do it. But then, if there are not enough Brahman-initiated devotees to Guru Puja, then I wonder why we have a temple anyway. Hmm. In the temple, uh, high standards should be maintained. That's why Prabhupada, he didn't even want deities to be established in, in, in public temples unless there were ten Brahmins initiated. <laughs> and that was the worship of Gornitan. Prabhupada wanted to keep up a high standard of deity worship in a, in a public temple. Hmm. Хотя она разочаровалась в материальном мире, у нее есть желание участвовать вместе в сочетании. Не если это фактически любви Кришны в разлуке, она считает, что она нет желания. Is disillusioned with material life, but uh, has no desire. Still has no desire to leave the material world and go back to Godhead, but uh, he likes to uh, preach here in this material world. Can can we say that it is kind of love and separation? Can we call it love and separation? Who are you referring to? You don't want to go back to Godhead? He wants to preach the glories of Lord Chaitanya and thus he can take another birth. No problem. You have no material desires? Little. Very little. Well, maybe you haven't seen everything yet. You mean all material desires? Maybe you haven't seen all your material desires yet. Generally when we think we're very advanced then we're not. When we start to... When we first start in Krishna Conscious, we often think that, yes, I'm, I'm doing very nicely. But then, if we go on sincerely, then uh, we, we get to recognize all the stockpile of nasty desires within our hearts. You're talking about love in separation. As I was explaining yesterday, I believe, yeah, yesterday, love is, that is attained after going through many stages. Initial faith, associating with devotees, seriously practicing devotional service, becoming freed from all unwanted things, becoming firmly fixed in devotional service, uh, then attaining a taste for devotional service, becoming uh, attached to Krishna, then uh, having preliminary ecstatic feelings for Krishna. Then the question of pure love for Krishna. So it is a gradual process, not abrupt. There may be cases, or there are some cases where some great devotees, they imbue 
conditioned souls with pure love of Krishna just on the spot. The general process, as given in Bhakti Rasamrita, the next of devotion by Rupa Goswami, is a gradual, not an abrupt process. So one has to go through many tests, and then we will see if there is love. When one has been much tested by Krishna, then we will, then we will understand if there is love. If you want to preach Krishna consciousness, that is very good. It is said that uh, we can satisfy or please devotees only by by selfless service to them. But nowadays we see that some, sometimes devotees, they have these business-like relationships. Mm. Like you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Mm. So can we really satisfy devotees and Krishna by having such business-like relationships? And also, uh, were there such relation, relationships between devotees in the times of Prabhupada? Have you heard the question? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think this is anything new. There are descriptions in Shastra of different levels of devotee, beginning from Neophyte So, if, if that devotees are less than perfect is not new. And suddenly when Prabhupada was present, there were all kinds of different personalities. One of the, uh, one of the initiating gurus who is present here, he was, uh, he was uh, just outside Prabhupada's room. He was punched in the face by another GPC. Mm. During, in, right when Prabhupada was inside the room. Mm. So I'm not, I'm not at all saying that good, but I'm just pointing out that, uh, you know, it's, it's never been uh, that everyone is perfect. So this, I, you, I scratch your back, you scratch my back, that can be applied in devotional service also, that we help each other in Krishna consciousness. So there are and always will be different <coughs> types of devotees, but we should try to associate more with those devotees from whom we find inspiration for true Krishna consciousness. As Lord Jesus Christ said, seek and you shall find. So if we seek the association of pure devotees, we will find. Sometimes you think pure devotee means like, you know, some Elijah coming out of the sky from his chariot. It's a figure in the Bible who, you know, went in a chariot oh. in, the, in the sky. Some people say that's a UFO. But they don't know this example. Yeah. If you don't, then they don't. No, but I will say like some angel, archangel, something. Do you know this in the Bible? There's Elijah went in the chariot up to heaven. Elijah? I don't know this word, Elijah. Elijah, it's one, one of the prophets in the Old Testament before Jesus. You heard of that? So, 
you don't have to a pure devotee doesn't you know he doesn't have to be some idealized spectacular superstar but uh, when we say we should seek the association of pure devotees that means those devotees who are sincerely endeavoring in devotional service one of my best friends devotee of course I keep mentioning others but uh, I consider him a very pure soul He's been through many difficulties and struggles in devotional service. Struggles with his own mind, but he's always stuck to the principle of devotional service. Despite all difficulties, he's struggled on sincerely to try and serve Guru and Krishna. So, someone else does that thing? Если Кришна знает наш путь, то мы не являемся нашим как биологом. The question concerns whether our fate is determined or not. If it is determined and Krishna knows it, then uh, can can we be called uh, by robots? Did everyone hear the question? Uh, yeah. To some extent, our fate is fixed. Otherwise, there'd be no meaning to the science of astrology or the law of karma. Mm. And to some extent, it's not. Otherwise, there'd be no meaning to endeavouring in devotional service. According to our previous activities, we have a certain destiny. For instance, according to our destiny, we may be uh, very born in a very rich family. Uh, and then at the age of 15 we lose all our money, for instance. So according to our destiny we get a certain kind of situation, but what we do with it, that is the measure of our free will. And does Krishna know? Yes and no. Is that possible? Can you understand that? Well, everything's possible for Krishna. Just like when he's performing his Vindavan Leela, he knows that he's the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but also he doesn't know. When Krishna feels fear from Mother Yashoda chasing him with his stick, it's real fear. But just uh, a few minutes later, he's delivering the uh, Nalakubra and Manigriva, knowing that he's the Supreme Lord, he pulls the mortar so to pull down the two big trees and deliver them. This is inconceivable. Can we call this uh, earth a place where mm, the Lord sends sinners to, to suffer for their sins uh, can we call it a prison house or uh, is it a place where the Lord uh, sends his servants in, in order to uh, explore it uh, like uh, British Empire sent or some other empire send uh, some explorers to explore the world and found and uh, found some colonies so so is it a place for work or is it a place of uh, suffering the prison house analogy is the standard analogy given by the Acharyas it is not a place for the Jesus enjoyment it is a place for their reformation the suffering is there that is meant for reformation but um, it is not a place of enjoyment. 
is not that we will discover something in the material world and then become happy. We can discover Krishna and go to the spiritual world when we can be. We have nothing to take from this material world. The British send the government policy, individuals went out themselves with the idea of, uh, it's all based on economic gain. The idea that we will go out, get something from there and bring it back and enhance our position in Britain. But uh, the inhabitants of the spiritual world have nothing to gain from this material world. So the example is not okay. Orthodox priest uh, somewhere around the festival, so he left monastery because it was difficult for him there to you know, to associate with devotees and uh, to take prasadam. So he left for the sake of uh, for this reason to associate with devotees, to take prasadam, to hear about, to have an opportunity to hear about Krishna, etc. So um, some devotees were arguing, arguing, one of them said that he was right, that he did it. The other said that, no, he should have stayed in the, in the monastery, in the cloister, and preached there. So, who is right? Mm-hmm. Well, without understanding all the circumstances, it's difficult to say anything that you say. But, uh, in a broader sense, neither is absolutely right or absolutely wrong. He had to make a decision what is most favorable for his spiritual advancement. So his sincerity will be the judge. It's very nice they want to hold this to shelter from the sun, but it's not only the sun, but there's the reflection on the sea. So, uh, there's not that much use actually. Сердце ее исполнено вожделением, что говорит уже про нас. Как трансформировать вожделение в любви he may state so, but you should never think so. That is the symptom of a great devotee who thinks himself very fallen. And a very neophyte devotee thinks he's very advanced. Then, uh, how to get free from this lust? Well, he's given us these prayers to give us the right mood to pray to the Lord, to help him. So you read those prayers and enter into the mood of them, especially this song Gopina, and then that will be very helpful. Then he's wearing this... Uh, jacket, but he doesn't know what it means. There's some very obscene things written on the picture. 
Oh, this orange one? No, no, this one here. It's very vulgar. This uh, gray one? Yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't see what is there. Lucky for you, huh? Lucky for uh. you, maybe you don't understand. It's vulgar, very vulgar English. Mm. <coughs> Uh, in the fourth verse of Shikshashtaka, Mochitani prayers, uh, I want to serve you uh, life after life. So he is, he is speaking about devotee and how shall we accept this moon? Yeah, the point is that there should be no material design. Yeah. Uh, no material design, then? What's that the last phrase? Let? That mood we should try to develop. Oh. But then uh, you have to see what is the fifth verse also. Uh, harmonize that with the fourth verse, in which he's uh, lamenting having fallen into this material ocean and uh, praying to be situated in the lotus feet dust of Krishna. And in the seventh verse, uh, crying out of separation from Krishna. So all these points have to be harmonized. And that's why we always speak of going back home, back to Godhead. Certainly a devotee wants to go back home, back to Godhead, to be with Krishna. On the other hand, he is prepared to serve the order of the, the mission of the Lord by preaching in his material world. Can we get rid of all material desires in one lifetime? Because we don't know uh, how much contamination uh, there is in our heart. We don't know how all our karma, the, you know, the stockpiles of our karma. Well, if it's by our own efforts, then not in one lifetime, not in many, many lifetimes. Even in the cause of lifetimes is not possible. But by the grace of Krishna, we should try to develop a strong service mood. By developing that positive mood of service to Krishna, then the negative mood of rejection of Krishna, which is concomitant with acceptance of material desire, that will be done. Who was a good preacher and his lectures were very popular, and many devotees were inspired by his lectures. Some of them were even brought up in the Krishna consciousness on his lectures. But then uh, this devotee may has some may have some problems in his spiritual life. And uh, uh, when we see this, then uh, fear uh, we uh, fear um, awakens in our hearts. Uh, a fear. Uh, not only for for him, but for for his followers, for those who who are new to Krishna consciousness and who 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 follow him. Uh, so, and for ourselves also, not here. Yeah, for ourselves because we shall we. Yes, she asked whether she'll, she'll, we lose the desire to listen to these lectures, to his lectures, uh, any longer. Shall we listen to them or not, and what shall we do in these circumstances? You can listen to others like this. 
Das ist was ich bin auch Punkt oder Lied ist, ne? Nein, nein. Okay, listen to others like this. <coughs> It's not unusual or unheard of that someone goes up, 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 up in Krishna Bhakti and then goes boom. If one goes up but without any very solid basis, then he's likely to come down again. So we should have a very solid basis of uh, attachment to Guru, Shastric knowledge, freedom from material desires. Otherwise, if one starts very widely preaching but has not himself been very much trained or doesn't have much uh, good association or guidance, then he's in dangerous position. Then one may be affected by desires to be personal. One may think of the people who follow him as his own personal property or his own personal uh, subject to be controlled by me. In other words, one may ascribe one's success to oneself and consider oneself uh, an independent entity. And he's in danger and fall down his enemy. So we shouldn't become discouraged that someone uh, we respected is having difficulty in Krishna consciousness doesn't mean that we ourselves cannot be successful in Krishna consciousness. Nor does it mean that that devotee who is having difficulties that he cannot be successful in Krishna consciousness. That he's having difficulties now means that he doesn't mean that he cannot reassess his position, again become properly situated and go forward in Krishna consciousness. But it does serve as a warning to all of us. There, but for the grace of God, go I. When we see someone in difficulty, there's a saying, There, but for the grace of God, go I. In other words, I could also be in that position. Just by the grace of God, I'm not in that position. Go I. Go I means I go. By the, by the grace of the Lord. Yeah, but for the grace of God, go I. In other words, I could, you know, I could just, I could also be in that situation of having severe difficulty. Yeah. But only by the grace of oh. God, I'm not. In other words, we shouldn't think that I'm better than He. Oh. Now, when we see this kind of thing happening, then it may decrease our faith in Krishna consciousness. But actually, it should increase our faith because this kind of incident proves that Krishna consciousness, as described in Scripture, works. Because in Shastra it's described that if, if one is uh, advancing Krishna consciousness but he's not careful to be free from desires for name, fame and glory, I mean, if he doesn't practice Krishna consciousness under the guidance of the devotees, then he's going to have difficulty. So such incidences, uh, although unfortunate, they go to prove the uh, veracity of the statements of Shastra regarding devotional service. Veracity. Well, Uh, 
When we see uh, faults in others, does it always mean that we have same faults? We see only faults which we have ourselves, or there are some uh, exceptions? Not necessarily so. If we see someone drunken in the middle of the street, and we think this person is drunken in the middle of the street, therefore I should also be drunk in the middle of the street. Okay, let me go and buy a bottle of wine. But that is not very good logic. So this saying that by seeing faults in others means they're actually in you. And by this example, I think we can understand that this is uh, not always. It may be true, but it's not uh, always true. Mm-hmm. If I see that someone is a drunkard, it doesn't mean that I am a drunkard. Why so much attention is given to the Vaishnava etiquette, to the training and the principles of Vaishnava etiquette? And uh, what is the role in Vaishnava etiquette? What's the importance of of it? You have to learn to live Vaishnavas. That is the training to enter the spiritual world. I ask, what did I ask? Why so little attention is given to Vaishnavati? I saw, I thought he said, so much attention. Oh, so, uh, yeah, he's asking why so little attention <laughs> is given. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know whether it's much or little. I can't say. No, by the question, it's presumed that I know that there's so little, but I don't know that there's so mm-hmm. little. In general, it may be that there's not much, not very much widespread knowledge of the details of this, to be nice to say. And that has to be increased, that knowledge and awareness. You can read that book of mine, Glimpses of Traditional Indian Life, that will give some insight. Raghunandan Akhwa Das Ramachari. Some devotees now cook a bread, bake their bread with yeast. Uh, but I heard some, from some devotees that uh, Vedas uh, compare yeast with uh, what is it, stool or wine? Children, or? stool. Yeah. I don't know what it is because I never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> So, another Russian So, is it uh, can they can they do this? Can they use yeast in baking bread? Or if not, then is it somehow influences the consciousness? Is it harmful for Krishna consciousness? In the Vedas, it states that uh, yeast is the byproduct of, of uh, the stool of. Martian babies. Of marsh? 
In the Vedas it's stated that yeah. yeast is a byproduct of the stool of Martian babies. Martian means inhabitants of Mars. Martian? Oh, yeah. uh, so is it a joke or is it saying? Yeah, you can just translate it. And it got transformed, it got transported to Earth in a meteorite storm some millions of years ago. It's in the Vedas. <laughs> I'm not sure which Veda, but you know it's so widely propagated in Russia that it must be true. <laughs> Russia is a very mystical land. <laughs> there are so many uh, unknown statements of the Vedas which are floating around in Russia, which no one in India ever heard of. Of course, Prabhupada uh, wasn't in favor of cooking with yeast, so that's as good as a Vedic statement. Well, it's not directly a Vedic statement. I heard this uh, one of the most important angas in devotional service, Sadhu Sangha, and by this uh, it means the association with pure pure devotees, senior devotees. If we have no opportunity (coughs) for such association, how can we make progress in Krishna consciousness in devotional service without without, uh, performing this anga of devotional service? Well, I was just discussing this point about association with pure devotees, so I think you came a little late, and I already discussed this, actually, mm. in this meeting. Where's our local harmonium uh, accordion expert? Mm. He was the one who asked the question, and then I answered. <coughs> no, I can't Onto outer space. And Diriksha means outer space in Sanskrit. It's also one of the names of one of the Navi Yogendra. So, uh, in response to one of your questions, I described about uh, who is a pure devotee whose association we should take. Now, the same question comes, maybe I'd like to repeat the synopsis of the answer again. He said that a pure devotee is he who follows the instruction of a pure devotee, who is determined to follow and who is fixed in this service, uh, because uh, they have realized uh, the importance of this practice, and that's why they are pure devotees. Yeah, I think the essence of what I was saying is that anyone who is sincerely trying, we can consider to be a pure devotee. You may remember I said it doesn't have to be a superstar, and I gave the example of Elijah and his chariot. It might be the uh, quiet, humble devotee who's uh, every day cutting the potatoes. I've many times had the experience of 
Seeing devotees who are just going on quietly with their service, not very what you call big service, and then sometimes just talking with them and going a little bit deeply and understanding that actually they have many, many realizations. So it doesn't always have to be like the superstar devotees. Maybe you. Others may associate with you. Do you know that story? It's, you know, it was circulated quite widely a few years ago in Iskon. I don't think it's from any Vedic source, but it's quite a good story of the Messiah in the monastery. Uh, 